0: Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hold on with me now. Okay, uh, welcome everybody uh, to the Everyday People, my seventh show, and I hope it's getting better and more interesting to you. Uh, last week, I want to also I want to thank once again Dr. Frances Cress Wilson. I thought she did some serious teaching. I hope everybody uh, paid attention and took heed to what she was saying, and and just let it marinate and sink in and think about it because everything she said was on point. You know, you can't just go around just believing what makes you feel good. you got to believe what's true. You know, the truth can set you free, so you got to have to want to know what it is in order for that to be the case. And I'm not going to just keep uh, talking this morning, when, or not tonight, but I'm going to do the same thing as last week. we are going to get right to it, because today I have uh, another very special guest. Our special guest is an internationally renowned educator writer, producer, musician, platinum recording spoken word artist, lecturer, one of the founding members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Hip-Hop group Public Enemy, constantly on the international lecture circuit with his powerful books, uh, The Psychological Covert War on Hip-Hop, uh, wrote written in 2009, which goes into telling you exactly how this whole element that we're living in today was design. It's by design. and was not by accident. We'll talk about that. Uh, in addition to a 2005 uh, book, Analytics, which is 20 years of conversation and interviews. Interesting, down-to-earth conversations with this uh, brother who was true to his word. And I want to bring on Professor Griff. Professor Griff, how are you today, sir?
1: Yes, greetings. How are you, good brother?
0: I'm doing good. Great. I want to thank you for being on. I tell you, I'm I'm a little humble. I'll try not to be scatterbrained here, but we're going to make this thing work. We're going to make it happen. Okay. Now, what, uh, I guess I'll jump right into it, because what I've been saying a lot on my show to the people is I, the word, the system. I use, the word, I use that phrase a lot, the system, the system, the system. Uh, Francis Chris Wilson broke it down, the system being racism and white supremacy. I we have this Illuminati. We have this design to do exactly what it's doing to our youth in particular and to us in general. It seems like at one time I was listening to Public Enemy, uh, the Sugar Hill Gang, uh, good hip-hop, down-to-earth guys, KRS-One, and I'm, I'm not even drawing a blank to think about it, but all of a sudden it seemed like overnight I'm hearing niggas with attitudes, bitches with attitudes, uh, what, what what happened? You, you you were behind the scenes here. What? How did this go about? When did it take? When did you realize something was going wrong with the good hip hop music?
1: Well, good hip hop music is relative to the listener, but when you talk about a system of racism and supremacy, you want to talk about a deliberate and systematic plan to derail. Um, Hip hop, because hip hop may have been been reaching the masses of the people, both locally and globally, internationally. We have to start looking at it as though, um, like someone took hip hop off track and took it off its course, and um, and this is very real, and this is exactly what happened. Um, There was an anonymous letter recently sent out over the internet, and the letter I can't read the entire letter, but in essence the letter said that there was a private meeting that was set up, and this particular gentleman was invited to the private meeting. And these were the heads of the top record labels in America and throughout the world, but mainly in America. And basically, to make a long story short and a short story shorter, these record execs and record uh, company owners had invested and bought stocks in and invested their money into private prisons but they were complaining at the fact that the prison seats weren't filling up fast enough. So they got together to devise a plan to niggerize and criminalize hip-hop to herd young black men into prison. Now, if we go back over the last 10 to 15 years and look at the music that's been put out, we can honestly say this particular information that was in this particular anonymous letter is absolutely true just by looking at the cultural Trends in rap music, and that's my take on it.
0: Wow, you know, I, I actually re- have, remember seeing that letter and I, I forwarded and shared it on my uh... on my Facebook page. It was a pretty long letter, but it it, it hit everything just hit home. Uh, what, I mean, any idea who is who's behind this? Uh, it, it, I guess it's just people. Way back in the in, in, in the in the backwoods that you'll never see or know who they are, just controlling these guys like puppets. And what is it they're doing to puppetize these people like Jay Z and uh, Kanye and, and, and these guys?
1: I mean, my thing is, I think they're offering offering them certain trinkets, keeping them uh, rich beyond their dreams, and um, and and making them believe that you know there's a higher echelon and what. What this music industry has to offer.
0: Now, what, I know that you you've had some pretty you know, strong words to say regarding these same people, and do you do you cross paths with them at all? And do you do they have issue with you all the issues? time? I cross paths with them all the time. And what 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 I find ironic is, of all that you said nobody's tried to nobody's tried to sue you, so there must be obviously be something to it.
1: I mean, anyone can easily issue a lawsuit for slander. But when you do that, um, you're left with the burden of presenting your facts. And if they
0: put what I say under the microscope, somebody's in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I, I hear you. Uh, I was, I've seen a lot of your videos and and just been reading a lot of what you've had to say. And you've had... uh, when you talk about Quincy Jones and his connect, connection with the Illuminati and his influences uh, on some of the rap stars, I mean, no, nobody else seems to come out with that. I've, I've only heard that from you. Now, not, not, not that it's not coming out from anywhere else. Uh, nobody else is talking about it. But can, can you share some light to those who don't know about his role and his connection with the Illuminati and his uh, his connection with uh, the flight of some
1: of these rap stars? Well, I think people got a lot of the information that's construed, and I had a personal conversation at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Quincy Jones, and we cleared up a few things, and he left a lot of things unsaid because I asked the, the basic question, are there sex rings that young black hip-hop and R&B artists are participating in? And I still didn't get that question answered. Uh, are they made to go through a homosexual ritual? in Hollywood to bind themselves to some of these um, secret societies. I never got that question answered. So I don't ever want the people to think that Illuminati is Kanye West and Jay-Z and Rihanna, Beyonce and Quincy Jones and whoever else. That is not true. These people are peons when it comes to these Illuminati people, which are 13 bloodlines, 13 families. So we need to clear that up and make that plain today
0: or tonight. Oh, okay. It, and I know I was watching another video uh, lecture that you had when you went into the, the little subtle and subconscious images that are presented that may connect with us, but we don't even realize it. So, you know, you went into the shape of the Coke bottle and turning turning things upside down and seeing a whole different image than what was right. What we think we're looking at. How, how did you even come about that? That was interesting.
1: Um, I. I love the study of the mind. I love the study of the way things work and how we perceive things and how we process things. Um, I didn't get the opportunity and the chance um, to go to college to study this particular thing, so I, um, you know, at an early not an early age but a young adult age, I took on the study on my own, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't need my work validated. Uh, by my enemy. Although other people have went on to get honorary doctorate degrees um, that have done less than Professor Griff. I've educated an entire generation for my work. But no university would step up and say, well we're going to give an honorary doctorate degree to Professor Griff. (laughs) You understand? But that's besides the point. But I took the study on of psychology. Uh, And psychology, this particular word, theology is the study of and sorry, psyche or the psyche is not the mind that the Western world teaches, but it's actually the soul. So in studying Freud and Jung and studying Akbar and studying um, Francis Chris Wilson and Amos Wilson and um, all those that you know, that came before us, in which we stand on their shoulders, um, I'm going into a deeper deeper research I started studying all those that don't necessarily speak to black people, the Jordan Maxwells and the Michael Tesareans and the Alex Joneses and David Icke and a lot of these people. And, and putting this information together, it's a very fascinating story when you look at how when they uh, take this uh, neurological studies that they do on black people and they sell this data to Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and other multinational corporations, Pizza Slut. Murder King, uh, Drunken Donuts, and Toxic Hell, and Dairy Queer, and some of these other multinational corporations. So my my studying, in my studies, I ran across, you know, how images work. Right. right. And how how images and signs and symbols and frequencies and vibrations and colors and the subtle intonation of certain words and and certain person's voice affects us emotionally.
0: That's interesting because I also saw what you were talking about even, even, even to how certain individuals stand and so how they sit, how they hold their hand, all all these subtle right communication methods that they're using to talk outside of us, but they're communicating with each other. And I thought I thought that was really interesting too. Uh, I, I really yeah, because
1: ninety ninety percent of no go. i
0: sorry. Oh, no, you go right ahead.
1: Ninety percent of all communication is nonverbal. And I think we need to understand that. And if 90% of all communication is nonverbal, then what is it that we need to look out for in order to figure out what language that these people are speaking to one another that locks us out of the conversation? Mm
0: -hmm. Now, let me ask you this. I've always thought, when when you look at, uh, maybe not all the Grammy Awards, when I watch the Grammy Awards, when I see all these awards going to You know, people like Lil Wayne getting eight Grammys and Kanye and some of these people who just, I don't even understand, to me it's not even music. It's not just something that I just can't get with it. But it it, it seems to me like that's just a means to legitimize them so they can further spread the poison among the people. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I don't know. I think what it is is they're letting young black people know they want to enter into uh, entertainment and music and television and film and, that the highest you could ever go is a whore, or a prostitute, or a thug, or a dirty cop. And we'll award you for that. They don't try to do anything, you know, that will rise your people above this particular status quo. So the, the slave movies are coming back out, making a resurgence to re-stimulate us, to let young people know that this is all you can be in the industry. And that's just my take on
0: it. Now, I noticed that uh it's it's been real quiet on the P Diddy front. And i I mean, do you ever cross paths with this gentleman? It seems like I don't know, is it because of Mark Curry's uh Dancing with the Devil book? Uh that was Well that's, that's not necessarily true. Okay.
1: Um, he just launched Revolt, which is his own television station.
0: Okay, so the, you know, so thing.
1: not been quiet. A lot of times when the woman is pregnant, you may not see her out and about because there's a baby growing in her.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
1: You've to keep these things in
0: mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, where do I want to go? We want to uh, – what is your uh, what is your feeling as far as uh, being elected the public enemy being uh, actually the first hit, but – no, they weren't the first, I don't believe, but they were – being elected into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What's your feeling uh, about that? I mean, I'm I'm very thankful to those that voted for
1: Public Enemy. Um, And, you know, not to toot our own horn, but it's well-deserved because we did a work um, crossing many genres. We did a work in and outside of America. We did a work on and offline. We did a work um, on and off record, wax, CD. So, um, you know, we carried into practice some of the things that we spoke about. We went into the prisons. We went into the drug traps. We went into the hood. We went into the youth centers. We went into the schools. So uh, it's well-deserved, and I take my hat off to the rest of the brothers. We are, we are songwriters. We are artists. We are musicians. But we're also fathers and grandfathers of revolutionaries.
0: And we are activists. Mm-hmm. You guys still keep in touch? You still, everybody still, you know, any any chance of maybe doing something together again? I, bro, I don't think you did enough research, man.
1: <laughs> we just got off tour. <laughs> okay. okay. We just we we just released two albums. Okay. So yeah, I don't even know how to answer that question.
0: <laughs> I I I got you. I got you. I was uh, yeah. I, I, okay. I'm with you. So. Now, what's what's going on with you now? Besides that, I know you have an event going on uh, next month in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, at the Urban Attic. Uh, that's the uh, Three the Hard Way with Dr. Wesley Mohammed, Philip Mohammed and yourself. Uh, what what's uh, what do we have in store for with that uh, with, with that show with that lecture?
1: Uh, well, I'm going to be talking about the Triple Alphabet Theory. I'm going to talk about how these triple alphabets get together and they usher in a certain frequency and vibration and keep the people at a a, a perpetual state of fear and panic and urgency. Um, When I say the triple alphabet, boys, I'm talking about ABC, NBC, and CBS. I'm talking about the FBI, the KGB, and the CIA. I'm talking about all the triple alphabet, boys, the BET, MTV, VH1. I'm talking about all of them operating in cahoots with one another behind the scenes. And um, I'm going to lay this thing out in a plain way that the average person, Ray Charles, could be able to see this.
0: Okay. Okay. That's the December December 14th and 15th. You also have uh, January 4th uh, at the Southwest Arts Center in Atlanta. You're going to be there with uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, who I've heard a lot of and, uh, Hope to have one day and actually hope to, actually, both of of you hope to get a chance to be in the audience in person when you guys are speaking. Uh, Is that good? Yeah, Omar Johnson
1: is going to be talking about from private public schools to private prisons. Uh, I'm going to definitely deal with racism in the academic marketplace when it comes to hip hop and rap. Sister Shireen is going to talk about parenting power, and Brother Chica Akor is going to talk about liberating your mind through education.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's. Sounds sounds good. I hope I can make at least one of them.
1: Uh, so well, well, if you can't, I'll be in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, December seventh, and um, I'm gonna put up all, gonna put all these flyers up on my website, which is pgriff.info. That's pgriff.info. Do you get the
0: Chicago offer? No, I really don't, man. I'm not invited to Chicago much. <laughs> Really? Not at all. Okay. Okay. I'm actually from Chicago and uh that's where my heart is actually. I was gonna say if you ever come into Chicago, uh there's a uh, great uh old school jazz uh show that I, you know, would have loved to uh to have treated you as a guest there. Uh called More Better Jazz Productions in Chicago. But uh Oh okay. We'll go into that there. Yeah, if you're if you're ever in Chicago, man, I'll uh, you know it, 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 you, you got it. I know the, the founder and CEO is really trying to bring it up. It's a, it's in the neighborhood and it's just a beautiful place. World class jazz and mostly old school element is the way I describe it. So Oh uh, give thanks. I'll
1: definitely take you up on that.
0: So now I understand what's what's happening with the seventh octave?
1: Well we're in the studio right now as we speak doing our third album. Um I don't even have a title for it yet. But the first album, The Seventh Degree, the second album, The God Damage, and uh, the third album, like I said, is Untitled. And, um, you know, we, want, we, we started out wanting to get people to understand these fusions, rock and soul, rap metal. And, um, you know, we offered, we offered to, the, um, uh, to this particular mu- music genre, you know, our, some of our best work. And we're um, working on our third album now, it's a Live Band. And we fuse rap and metal. Um, and we fuse soul and uh, rock and soul.
0: Okay. And Professor Griff, I think I have a call around. Would you, you mind talk, taking a call? I don't mind. Okay, just one second. Let's see who we what have, have up. here. Hello, welcome to uh, We Are Everyday People, who are we going to speak And what's now.
2: Hey, what's up, Keith? This, this is Jesse. Friend what's on going Facebook. on? How you doing? How you doing? I can't what's today's what's today's what's today's topic so I know so I know what the uh so well, we, I know we, how to get
0: you. Well we have Professor Griffin on the line live with us right now. Did you have a question or comment for
2: him? Oh man, I've seen all of your videos on YouTube. I'm feeling what you doing. Okay. Man.
1: Okay. Oh thanks, man. Thank you. We appreciate that.
2: It's an honor to be talking to you. It's an honor, man. Oh, get back. You know, I'm really, really honored, but um, but um, because so I show is, is about um, Illuminati and secret society, correct?
0: Uh, if you choose to take, not it necessarily, there? but yeah,
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I try. I try. I try to do the same thing in my everyday life. I try to try try to get people to open up their minds and close their eyes, you know?
1: Yeah. Well we might want to, we might want them to to keep their eyes open but their third eye open. <laughs> more so than anything.
2: Yes, that is exactly what I was getting ready to say, but I didn't want to say, say
0: the wrong thing. No, you say good you man. Say what you feel. How has uh? Um, no, go ahead, James.
2: A, a lot of a lot of people do not realize um that that um I kind of I hope I'm not off topic, but a lot of people don't realize that the reason why they got a lot of a lot of people don't realize the reason why they got Martin Luther King out of here is because he was telling the truth and a lot of people don't realize um, that the reason why, I'm not going to talk down about Obama or anything, but the reason why Obama still has, like, two terms is because he's lying to us. What do you um, think he's lying
1: about? Well, the whole,
2: well, the whole, um, well, just about like the whole government shutdown thing, and you know, it's really a lot of cover-ups. You know, a lot of stuff. He really won't. They really don't want to tell us. You know.
0: Right. Yeah, but he's 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 not in control. That's the whole thing. He 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 is being like, controlled. Like like when we
2: voted, we voted for skin color. We didn't vote for you know we weren't looking at, at like the fact. We're, we're, we we voted him in the office. We voted off a of skin color. Like if you notice that's really how he got in office. And and really so much so that we really don't I really don't want to say too much but we really really we really never have or we really aren't really voting because somebody told me that um, the, the, the president is actually pre-chosen and, and our input really has nothing to do with the democratic process. You know what I'm saying?
0: Professor like, Biffy, I know you've had some interesting comments about uh, the, the Obama administration. and uh, as far as I was talking to Dr. Wilson last week, and she, she made the point that uh, we don't know what they've told him that uh, they may have said, look, you try to do certain things, we'll kill you.
1: Right, exactly. Well, Are I think um, I've been very – no, I'm sorry, go on.
0: No, James, thanks for your call, man. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. I think his name is Jesse or James. Uh, That was James. It could have been Jesse. It could have been Jesse. I thought of – but that's, that's okay. what's fine. What? All oh, right, you know. well, I wrote in my first book, my book, Analytics.
1: Um, I participated in um, a movie, The Obama Deception, uh, with Karras One and uh, Alex Jones, and I talked about Obama, and I talked about the Obama administration, but mainly about Obama signing off on AFRICOM and a few other things that I seen coming that he would sign off on, and uh, it absolutely came to pass. And this is it's very critical when you look when you look at these things then and, you know, there's a few people out there that owe me an apology because I said this was coming. Barack Obama has yet to come and speak to black people about anything. And this is sad, but I believe your caller, Jesse, was absolutely correct. We voted him in for something absolutely totally <laughs> different than what we uh, expected from this particular uh, guy. Yeah, it's,
0: it's but, um, the, people- the second term. Especially the second term. I thought the second term would have really, you know, kicked some butt, but... Hey. Hasn't happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, but. Okay. Now, go right ahead, sir. No, no, no. Go on. Okay. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier about. We, we, we're just kind of discussing Quincy Jones and so forth, and you talk, you know, as far as that. You asked him as far as the uh, homosexual reigns, the initiation routines that could take place, you didn't get an answer. But it seems like these days, with with this uh, same-sex marriage thing going around, I mean, it's it's like, I just don't know if there's any lines to be drawn anymore. It seems like pretty soon everything's going to be a go. And, uh, you know, there goes the moral foundation. I don't say that that's being homophobic or anything, I mean, more power to the people, but I'm not getting it. Uh, it, 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 Do do you have any... uh, Opinion on that, and you know, do you, how how do you see that? I mean, I, because I respect your angle and 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 how you think and and your opinion. And uh, just, just curious, is am I not you know how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, my thing is I don't I don't really get into people's personal business about who they sleep with.
0: No, I, you I, carry I,
1: those agendas outside.
0: Excuse me. No, no, go ahead. Oh, when you, no, I said exactly. I was saying I, 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 I hear what you're saying, that's all. Oh. So
1: when they carry those agendas outside of the bedroom and into politics and into education, into labor law, religion, sex, war, entertainment, education, all of the nine areas of people activity that Dr. Francis Cresswell lays out, right. then we have to take issue with some of these things. And then we have to try to draw the line. In, in order to protect our children. Um, when we prepare the table of accountability, we have to call everyone to the table because we are black African people and we can't operate from someone else's paradigm. Um, read the book, The Sex Imperative. Read the book, Homosexuality and the Feminization of the African Male. Um, we need to stand on the shoulders of our scholars that have already dealt with these particular issues. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can say right now that will convince people, but unless we study it, come to the table in dialogue, then it only then will be able to reach some kind of solutions.
0: Well, I'm I'm trying to do what I can to at least uh, put it on the table and get people to to think about certain things and even think about uh, their own opinions. And, and, and their own beliefs, because like I was saying before, people, we tend to seem to want to believe what makes us, what we think makes us feel better. We're having nothing to do with the truth, and it's, it's documented. I mean, things are going on right before our face, and, and we just continue to just believe and believe and believe. And uh, I don't get it, but uh, I'm just putting it out there, and that's why I wanted to have you on to hear it from a brother like yourself's angle, and maybe uh, it'll you know, sink in even deeper. Maybe they'll think about it even harder. So I, I do appreciate you. Right. Coming on. I appreciate that.
1: Oh, gift, thanks, no problem. Man. I really appreciate you, and you can have me on anytime. It's just that I'm caught in between a book release, traveling, just speaking, <laughs> trying to be someone's dad.
0: <laughs>
1: you understand know what I'm saying? It's just, but I would, I would, I'm just giving you my word. I would love to do a part two.
0: And I, I I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm not going to hold you long because I know I know how you've been working out, and uh, I, I'm thankful for the time that you have given us, and uh, look forward to maybe having you again when the, when the load is lighter for you. But in closing, is there anything yeah, my, you want to speak to people? I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to speak on my audio
1: book that just came out today. It's called A Warrior's Tapestry, and um, it's very critical because I, like I told, I got a phone call from two brothers that was up in. 30- and 40-year-olds. And they said they bought my other books, the hard books, but, you know, these brothers can't read. Oh. So I went into the studio and did the audio book so they can listen. And
0: uh, this is very critical, man. We have to meet people where they are. That's interesting because, and, in, now, are you are you doing that, are you going to be doing that for all of the books or are you going to just do it for this one? Are you going to go back and try to do it for the psychological uh, war on hip-hop or are you just going to Feel no, what I did
1: was I did I did a com- culmination of all th- uh, three books.
0: Okay. To make That's the cool. audio
1: book, I'm gonna go back and make the um and revise the psychological covert war, and um, I'm gonna do another edition and make it a hardcover.
0: Great, great idea. E books are, are a good thing. Like I say, a lot of a lot of people can't read. A lot of people don't read. Prefer to just listen. maybe lay down and go to sleep to it and let it sink in as much as it can, and eventually they're done with the whole book. But I appreciate you sharing that with us, uh, Professor Griff, and uh, I'm I'm humbled and glad to have, that you've come on, and, uh, man, I'll, I'll keep on uh, doing what I'm doing, and I'll keep on following what you're doing, and hopefully I'll get a chance to cross paths with you one day.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I really appreciate you. You take care, all
0: right? You too, brother. I'll talk with
1: you later. All right. Peace. All right, now.
0: Okay. That was Professor Griff. Uh, it's an abbreviated show. Uh tended to go on longer. He was real busy. He almost didn't make it. I wasn't sure, as every day people was playing, uh, even during that song, I didn't know if this <laughs> was going to go, if we are going to have him on or not, because he was in the middle of another uh, situation that uh, was kind of going longer than expected. And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm the new guy, so, look, you know, if, if we had had to uh, reschedule, I would have accepted it and uh, would have gone on with it. But uh, as he said, uh, he's a man of his word. He came on, and uh, the door is open. I can contact him when I want to, and uh, we will get together and talk about a lot more uh, issues and topics. Some, a lot I didn't quite go into today because I know it would, have, it would have taken us quite a bit longer, and I know he didn't have... Uh, that kind of time today, but I appreciate the time that he did spend. Uh, So, uh, well, we usually have Joe Stroder on, but uh, he is uh, I believe still working with the uh, House of Bain, and uh, if you are in Chicago tomorrow night, any Friday night, 7.30pm at the House of Bain, 69.30 South Shore Drive, Free parking, good food, good people, good drinks, world-class jazz, and an old-school element. Show up there at 7.30, and whoever's on the stage, you will leave there satisfied. So I'm going to cut it short myself today because I actually have a dispatch, and I have to go to Pittsburgh. So I'm going to get ready and do that and hope that the conversation that you did here today, you maybe got something out of it uh, that you found interesting. hope that you keep listening and I will keep doing what I'm trying to do and uh, we'll just take it from there. So in the name of whomever or whatever your spiritual power peace